Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your favorite Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Well, in the last podcast, we were... Oh, man, just... I, I, I felt bad. I felt bad cutting Kurt off. Like, we should have just let you go into... You, you should just Let's done, do another hour, yeah, baby. Yeah, you, you were... After Wisconsin was over, you were looking for another. I was looking for another team. There's got to be another one around here. That's it, buddy. Let's go to Youngstown. (laughs) Youngstown State. All right. But hey, man, again, thanks for uh, all the work uh, listening or or you put into that last podcast. Oh, like Um, I said, I had just had a blast in the research. Yeah. Now we head into maybe something that's a little bit more on my side, but but in the same vein of. Of that, I still follow recruiting. You still kind of follow bulls a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but maybe I, not I hear as about them. Yeah, I, I supposedly it's somewhere that your team goes if you don't suck. But I wouldn't but know that. Let's be honest. I mean, you're gonna watch a very high percentage of the minutes of of Big Ten teams. Oh, I'll be on, watching the Big Ten teams. games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'll, I I am interested in the first round of the college football. Playoff. I am too. If we'll, if if Bam and Clemson win, I'm not going to be watching the championship game, but I do like those semifinal games. And those will be the only two non-Big Ten Bowls we'll talk about. We'll hit those yeah. at the very end because I think they are uh, a big enough uh, couple football contests that we can talk about. And they're uh, just good matchups. They are good Just matchups, fun games. I'm, I'm happy how it came out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's get into some housekeeping. All right, housekeeping. Shea Patterson, quarterback, Michigan, staying for his senior year, not declaring for the NFL draft. I don't think that shocked anybody. That it it's so did he have to announce it yeah that's kind of what i thought yeah like announcing i'm gonna go work out nobody really (laughs) cares well actually that's kind of surprising sometimes but no i just the the overall play was good he he got better but to the point that you're gonna leave early don't he's not tall enough to be a high nfl prospect right right I mean, you got to do Baker Mayfield things to do. To... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll find himself on a roster someday, but he's probably not a yeah. starter ever, yeah. I don't yeah. think. All right, moving on. Uh, hmm, let's see. Jeff Thomas from Miami. That must be Ohio, I'm assuming. Wide receiver is transferring to Illinois. Wait a second. Miami, Florida. Jeff Thomas was their leading receiver at Miami this year. He's... Yeah. Oh, he's a transferring to Illinois. So we kind of talked about it in the last podcast, pretty sure. But uh, originally in Illinois, uh, commit. He no, no, no. He never committed. He to never Illinois. committed. Okay. Uh, he, Illinois was in his final three or four, I would okay. say. But he was looking for a blue blood. Found it in Miami, blue bloody anyway, and went down there. So this was his true sophomore year. He was the 40th ranked player overall in his class in his recruiting class and he's transferring and he's going to file a waiver to hopefully play immediately next year. Hmm. A hardship waiver. There's always some hardship to find to get wavered into. Well, and apparently he got into a little kerfuffle with some coaches and practice. And so his playing time was going down. He's got a baby daughter in East St. Louis. So that's going to be his, his claim to the hardship. We'll see what happens. Typically those things don't work out for Illinois. So expect to not see <laughs> Jeff Thomas on the field for Illinois this year. Karan Higdon running back for Michigan will not play in the peach bowl. How Didn't like about? to see that. That bummed me out. Yeah. I guess Chris Evans is probably happy right now. He's I gonna, guess he's going to be the one to shine. Jack Tuttle quarterback from Utah, former four-star player transferring to Indiana. Yeah, kind of talked about that a little in the podcast, too. Um, it's a little odd, I think. came out of nowhere. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't see anything out of, like, Crimson, Crimson 
Corey talking about that? All no. Of a sudden, boom. Right. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah. Now, he he was considering Indiana the first time around. I think it, Indiana was in his final whatever, you know, five. Now, why why you transfer there when you know you got Penix coming back next year as as only a, a freshman? He, he got to redshirt this year. And then you got Peyton Ramsey, who's going to be entrenched as a veteran starter. Yeah, unless they just really think that whoever wins the quarterback battle this fall or you know or next fall, I should say, that they think the other guy is going to take off, so they want another guy in there. I don't know. Maybe. But what message does it send to, the, to those two that are already in your quarterback room? Right. I mean, if I'm panicked, I'm a little pissed off right now. I would think so. Right. But I, I'm assuming Jack's going to have to sit out for a season. But we'll see what happens. Justin Fields, Whoa. The, hey. the quarterback, former five-star from last year, five-star recruit, was at Georgia transferring. It's rumored now he's going to Ohio State. It's looking like Ohio State. Um, I don't think – we, we were not yet recording this podcast um, when the Justin Fields uh, commitment happened. I mean, that's that's been a while now. Um, I know that privately when me and you talked, we are like – what is this guy doing? He's committing to a team that's got a true freshman quarterback that almost won a national championship. Yep. And he was uh, uh, Jake. Uh, Jake Fromm Jake was, Fromm a, was, was a, a freshman. And, and wasn't he a five-star quarterback, too, or a high four-star? He was at least a high four. He might have been a five. And that guy, he is amazing. He's good. Yeah, and, he's damn good. And I, mean, just and the, I remember my tweet that day when he committed. I said, so stupid. Yes, that w- I, two words. Why would you go? And they also had Jacob Eason on that team when he committed. Yes, that's right, because Jacob Eason's Washington. And I now. think they were all five stars. I I almost am positive. I remember there was three five star quarterbacks on the same roster. Wow. No, no. And then um, who was giving these kids advice? Well, and then you know, a side note is it's something like over the last uh, three years, two years, there's been, I'm throwing numbers Well, so out, of the last 19 five-star quarterbacks, Only, 11 have transferred. That's dumb. That's it, poor management. Every single five- and four-star kid should have to read that stat right there before they commit. Um, if you, you are... You can go anywhere. Now, I will say this. Uh, this is another, you know, kind of talk out of two sides of my mouth type of thing here, but I do think this is stupid. I completely agree with you. With that being said, these are very confident in their ability sure. kids that think they're going that. to go in and be the best quarterback wherever yeah. they go. Who who am, who are you and I to tell a kid, don't go to the dream school you want to go to? Yeah. If you think that's, that's you know, if, if Athens, Georgia, right. and I'm, I am assuming there's probably some good scenery on Athens, I would think so. You know, if if that is where you fall in love with and you think you're that good. Hey, man, I can't blame that kid. Go get and he's from Georgia. Right. That's another thing, too. With that being said, don't be shocked when you don't beat out the the entrenched starter who is very good at. at, And this is a case football where you you do not deserve a hardship waiver to play the next year. I do not think so. You didn't you didn't it didn't work out. Sit out a year. You can transfer anywhere you want. You have to sit out a year. Could not agree more. Yeah. You got to learn a little bit of lesson right. here. I don't know if you saw this side note, but uh, there was a, a microphone that got close to Justin Fields when he was walking off. Mm. And it was, I don't know what game it was. It was like late October, November okay. game. No, I didn't see this. And uh, um, it hurt. Uh, one of his uh, uh, teammates came up to him, hit him, on, hit him on the back. And he's like, great game. He's like, yeah, just great game. Hand the ball off. 
Like it, it they what? caught him saying something as in, I didn't. All I did was hand the ball off. I didn't get to throw. I'm I'm pissed off, you know. So my well, guess is maybe a bad attitude, huh? Well, he, I think he was just shocked and stunned that he is nah. he was not you know playing sure. and hadn't beat out Jake Jake from at that point. Sure. All right. Okay. Move on to games. All right. Let's get into the games. We have got nine. We've got nine bowl games. I really think there should be 11 bowl games that w- that we could be talking about right now because mm, yes, Maryland. Thank you, and Jim Indi- Delaney. Yeah, Maryland, Indiana should be in because they should have played another Patsy, you know, yeah. bad SWAC or MAC team that they could have beat and got to six wins. But because of that, they only got to five. We got we got nine games that we're talking about. Here. Boy, we, we need to get into that more on another podcast. I yeah. know we went over it once, but that pisses me off. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. And, and real quick, real quick yeah. side note into right. the Bulls. OK, um, some of these games that we're going to be talking about, we're going to be affected because of players that are sitting out. OK, yep. um, just throw this by you here a little bit. You you are big into calling the bowl games exhibitions and meaningless yeah. and stuff like yes. that. Okay. Um I heard uh I believe it was Dana Holgerson. He got interviewed today Holgy. on Sirius XM. Um and he talked about how the bowl games have become like a s- extension of the spring. Oh. Basically, it starts now. Yeah, okay. is how he views it. Okay. So huh. with that being said, um if you've got a player that is looking to go uh, pro, wouldn't you actually want him to sit kind out of. the bowl? Yeah. Because at that point, let's get a look at what's right. behind him. Okay. Especially for the mid-tier bowl, bowls or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Ohio State fan, and it's a storied program, I'm not saying a, a Rose Bowl win over Washington is going to get Ohio State fans all hot and bothered, but you want to go win a Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. So in that For case, sure. you would really like to see Dwayne Haskins play yeah, you would. in the bowl game. You want to, you want to just see the these two teams hit at the max power. That but one's still once meaningful. You, okay, once you get down underneath that. And Pretty you much get, after the New Year's Six games. At that point, I mean, to what? a certain degree, yeah, every, every fan wants to see their team win, so don't get me wrong. But to a certain degree... Let's start taking a look at what our team is going to look like next year and just get I those agree. guys out of there if they're going to go pro. If yeah. you're going to go pro, could you let us know before the bowl? I don't know. That's just kind of something to throw out there. Yeah, I like it. All right. First game up, the Quick Lane Bowl in the toilet. Michigan. This is on Wednesday, December 26th. This is right about the time of the uh, calendar where you don't really know what day it is. You just know that it's the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have got the six and six Minnesota Golden Gophers versus the seven and five Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This is a 4.15 p.m. game. It's on ESPN. Georgia Tech is favored by six. The over-under is 56. Anything you want to throw out first? 56, huh? Yep. Well, let's do uh, yards per play differential. Woo! All right. For Minnesota, negative 0.42 yards per play. Georgia Tech, positive 0.28. All right. Um, I think a lot of the uh, breakdown of this game... (laughs) 
it's it's just this. This is all you hear. Paul Johnson is retiring. That's and the number one thing for me. Because right now. the team wants to send him out a winner. Yep. Everybody's picking Georgia Tech to win the game. Yeah. That is literally I know the it. only breakdown I've heard in this game. So when I think about bowl games, the number one thing for me is who's more motivated. Yeah, and it's good that we talk about this the first one. Because out. you see so many bowl games where the team obviously doesn't care to be there, doesn't want to be there, doesn't and, really want to be playing. And many of the bowl games up to this point have been duds. I think you've seen a lot of bowl games that have been... Oh, they've been awful. They've been... Uh, if a team gets out, it's just like the other team's like, well... It was a good yeah. trip down. <laughs> right. We're done. Damn coach. Yep. We lost. Yep. So in this case, and I think this is where you're going. I'm not 100% sure. Yes, there is some motivation probably for a lot of the players to to, to send their coach out as a winner. There's but motivation on the Gophers that's side. I'm, that's what I'm saying. This is They've got to be really excited there in a bowl game. I would say this is the happiest Power 5 team to ever go into Detroit that, oh, I, yes. that I can remember. I mean, look at them in October. Do you think they thought they were going to a bowl game? Exactly. No way. And then they have the miracle win. Well, first they beat Indiana. Then they have the, you know, they win the axe for the first time since 1872. And all of a sudden, it was like Minnesota fans were like, oh, that's right. Holy we crap. We a bowl, too. We're in a bowl game. And, and certainly nobody, you know, dreams about going to uh, uh, Detroit, but they're there. They're happy to be there. I think yeah. the whole motivation thing it's a it's a wash i think it's pretty much a, a wash certain degree. now minnesota has six suspended players that haven't been named yet did you know that now i heard pj flag talk about this a little bit of a breakdown okay. he said that there would only be one starter that's, okay that's out so i don't think but the other guys that are out is uh the tackle i'm the starting Dunno tackle Green. yep so that's that's a big deal but the biggest thing to me, I mean, this is more of a factor than anything we've talked about before, is the fact that Blake Cashman mm -hmm. is out. That guy was their heart and soul tackling machine. And you're playing a running team that that puts 335 yards per game on teams on average in Georgia Tech. Here. And the other thing people look at is saying how bad Minnesota's rush defense is. But the fact of yeah. the matter is it got a lot better it got way the better last third of the season. Under Joe Ross. And another thing that you always hear, I mean, anytime you have a uh, uh, option, type of team that's in a bowl they don't fare really well all Correct. that much in bowls because there's just so much, so much time, time to prepare to, pre to prepare right. for the rushing attack and, yeah. and and you break it down but on the other side on the negative side for minnesota is the fact that the cashman is out but remember the washington state game from two years ago yeah they had nine players out i lost a crap load of money on yeah, that everybody game. thought minnesota was gonna get killed i did not only did they not get killed they they won outright yeah they, and they then, certainly did and then tracy clays was the d coordinator coach at the time and and guess that, who that's snapped true up. yep um so all right so pick the game we'll move on but this is a tough one for me i i i really the the thing that uh, about this game that probably a lot of people aren't going to talk about is just how awful uh, Georgia Tech's defense is. Yeah, they haven't atrocious. tackled anybody yeah. pretty much all year. And Minnesota's offense, I still contend that it's it's a pretty good offense. Okay, it can be at times. Yeah. Right now, the one thing you do think with option teams is that it will tend to slow the game down. That's why you don't typically see some big over under numbers in this game, but. I like the over hmm. 56 with this, and if you're going to put a gun up to my head, I'm going to go ahead and take the Gophers with the six points. Yeah, I really like the Gophers with the six points. I'm probably staying away from that that total. 
I was airing towards the under, but I had it at 57 and a half at 56. I don't know. I'm just going to stay away from that one. But going back to Georgia Tech's defense, you know, they're 105th in the S&P ranking. Minnesota's 44th. Right. They took, big, that they took a big actually. jump up. Yeah. Yep. Um, these two teams have never played. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, that, that was disappointing because I like to go. I look it up and I like to go over the, you know, pick out different years. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. So what I did instead was compare the two programs. Pretty similar histories here. Claimed national championships, Georgia Tech 4, Minnesota 7. Conference championships, Georgia Tech 15, Minnesota 18. Total wins all time, 735 for Georgia Tech, 694 for Minnesota. Right there. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good job. Even for the bulls that you quasi care about, you're finding some good stats, man. I appreciate I love the it. effort. Next up, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. This is in New York, New York. It is the next day, Thursday, December 27th. We've got the 7-5 and five Wisconsin Batchers versus the 7-5 and five Miami Hurricanes. This is a 4.15 p.m. game on ESPN. The Hurricanes are favored by a field goal, the over-under at 47.5. All right, yards per play differential. Miami is at a hearty 1.5, or I'm sorry, 1.49 in the positive. Would you have guessed that? I would not have guessed that. And then Wisconsin at a positive 0.89. Um, it, we're still in a little bit of uh, Christmas time right now. If there was a uh, uh, Christmas song that you would pick out for the Miami Hurricanes, it would probably be... Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. That's going to play. It's looking to be into the 30s by nighttime, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe 40s if they get lucky. My guess is uh, Nikosi Perry, the quarterback for Miami, probably has never tried to spin a football no. in, the, in the 30s or 40s. Before. He has not. That is the number one factor that I have in this game is is just the 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 elements, the, were you, the cold. Were you surprised to see Wisconsin dogs in this game? I was shocked to see them dogs. Not So you got the cold going against Miami. Miami's kind of a dumpster fire overall. They're, they, I mean, they do have a good defense. They, they have a great defense. Actually, second in the country in yards per play given up, 4.16. So I think that's what wow. a lot of people are looking at. Yeah, I could see that. But, you know, things are going horrible on the recruiting trail right now. They just lost their, their best offensive weapon. Jeff Thomas, transferring to Illinois. I'm not sure we mentioned that yet. Um, Manny Diaz is going to coach, but he's leaving. He's leaving to go to Temple, right? I just see so many things going against Miami right now in this game. And I think if you really wanted to, I mean, you could you could call this the disappointment bowl for both teams. Very, I mean, very glad you brought that up. I mean, both teams had much higher aspirations, right? In, in fact, season. I think if you said what were the four most disappointing teams in college football this year? It's probably two of them. It's it, they're two of the top four. Yeah, right there. I think I think you could throw. Auburn so who in cares there, more? Do you USC, think Wisconsin cares enough to win I do. this? I do. Too. I do. I do. Too. I I I think there is more pride in the Wisconsin program. I think so. I, I think if Miami got up on Wisconsin. Uh, uh, Wisconsin would not give up on the other way around. If Wisconsin got up on Miami, I could see them just saying, what the hell are we doing in New York City in the first place? Let's get back sure. to South Beach. Absolutely. That's just, that's just my thoughts. So, so you want to hear about horrible quarterback play? <laughs> uh, Miami averaged 177 yards passing a game, 52% completion. Wisconsin, 165 pass yards a game, 59% completion. You're not going to see a whole lot of balls no, flying through the air. It, in fact... 
Give me that under 47.5. I'm not 100% sure where any of the points are going to come from. And then on the same uh, side, that three points might feel like 10 points that you're getting with Wisconsin. So I'll I'll take Wisconsin plus the three. I agree. Okay. Oh, wait. Let's do a little head-to-head here. Wisconsin, three wins to two losses versus Miami. Uh, They have won the last two contests. They lost... Uh, they had a, a home and home series against them in '88 and '89. Okay, if you're going to pick an era to not have a home and home against with Miami, that, that was, was it. it. They yeah. got blown or, out, or to have one with Wisconsin on the other side, before. right? Yeah. Although the first meeting, 1958, Wisconsin won 20 to nothing. Yeah, baby. All right. Next up, we have got the Music City Bowl. It is the next day after the Pinstripe Bowl. That's on Friday, December 28th. This is the six and six Purdue Boilermakers versus the seven and five Auburn Tigers from the SEC. Twelve thirty p.m. game on ESPN. Auburn is favored by three and a half points. This is a fifty-five point over and under. Okay, yards per play. Purdue plus zero point six nine. Auburn plus zero point two three. Before we talked about Shea Patterson announcing that he was uh, not going pro, um, Jared Stidham. Because what, what do we decide? He he is going pro. He's going pro, but he will play in this game. I don't see any. I don't see a big difference between Jared Stidham and Shea Patterson. L- little no. bit taller, maybe. I mean, he's taller. I do like his arm. Thirteen a touchdowns, five picks this year. Yeah, does that? He did not have a great year, and, and neither did Auburn. When you don't have the stats or the wins to back up, yeah. What? Wh- where? I. I am. I can't wait to see where this guy goes in the draft. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be very high. If he winds up going sixth round, no, number one, does that surprise you? No, that would not surprise me. So you. why are you coming out to 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 go pro? Maybe do you want to do you want so to get out? Do you want to get away? From that's Gus? what I was just okay. going to say. Is maybe he wants to get away from Gus? I mean, that situation's not great down there either. Maybe he's just like, okay, it's time to move on. I never thought that was a great marriage to begin with. It no. never made sense to me. He does not fit what Gus wants in a quarterback. No, I mean, to me, I see Nick Marshall. That's Gus's quarterback, a guy so, like that. So another thing to point out, and Stidham could be the the uh, poster child for this of the we've talked about who wants to be in this bowl. Auburn don't want to be in this bowl. No, I agree. They, they, they the don't get to... to go. Everybody on that team has been to Nashville, Tennessee a thousand times in their life, mm-hmm. probably, for the most part. They're not going to anywhere. The fans probably don't even. On the flip side, Purdue is. Oh, they're jacked. They, they feel like they, they kept their coach. They're on the... Their program is on the rise. All these things are, are true. They get to go down to Nashville a couple days after Christmas. Keeping Jeff Brown was the best victory they've ever had. Correct. And now they get to go play in this bowl. That... that factors into me and another thing that factors into me is is the quarterback advantage well David Blau 25 touchdowns to eight picks he's by far had the better year. but this may be the opportunity for Jared Stidham because Purdue has 122nd ranked pass defense at 270 these teams are are polar opposites yeah Auburn has a darn good I wouldn't really good elite but it's a it's not a good defense their offense is is borderline putrid, <laughs> and then it's completely opposite for Purdue. Right, pretty much, yeah. Uh, so if I can pile on a little bit, Gus is 1-4 in, in bowl games, and Jeff Brown is 3-0. Okay. So another thing to point out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Purdue in this game. I, I like Purdue, too. I don't know what's going on here as far as why uh, 
uh, Auburn's favorite other than just the SEC bias type of deal. The one, the, the over under at 55, I got no clue, man. This is either going to look like an Auburn game or maybe look like a Purdue game. Yeah, it's a little no tough clue. one. I, I lean over, but I don't love it. Uh, a little more ammo here. Purdue, 8-2 and two against the spread as underdogs under Jeff Brown. Another good sign. Another good sign. These two teams have also never played. Never played? No. There you go. Uh, so I was, again, I just wanted to, you know, I like looking at the matchups. There was no matchup, so I just went back and compared the two programs. Conference championships, both have 12. <laughs> uh, NFL draft picks? Who has more NFL draft picks? I'd say Purdue. Purdue does. Yeah. 280 to 273. Way to go, Purdue. Wow. Yeah. That's a good pull, man. Yeah, thanks. You're your A game here. I was desperate. You know, if they haven't played a game, I don't know what to do. I got to go to something else. That was good. All right. Next up. I don't know. This is a weird place bowl to me. You, you tell me. We got yeah. the Peach Bowl. Okay. This is the next like day again. This is Saturday, December 29th. This is, of course, the 10-2 and two Michigan Wolverines versus the 9-3 and three Florida Gators. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. This will be your first game on uh, uh, December 29th on ESPN. Michigan favored by six. Over-under is 53.5. Well, do the yards per play first, and then I'm going to complain. Yards per play, Florida, 1.06 in the positive. Michigan, 1.79 in the positive. Um, Florida should not be in this bowl. They should not be eligible to be in this bowl. They have got nine wins. Two of them are over FCS teams. Mm. I cannot point that out enough that... How much tougher of a schedule wow. that Two Penn FCS State? Teams. Yes, didn't know that. How much tougher of a schedule that Penn State played? Sure. Penn State also went nine and three, but doesn't get into a New York six, New York Six Bowl and gets bumped out. Now, obviously, Penn State's not going to play Michigan. I know that they could have right. messed, you know, yeah. uh, uh, moved around the teams sure. to make it work. I don't know. That's just it's just BS to me. It is BS. And do we really need to see Florida play Michigan again? They've played the last two years. I don't want to see this game again. No, I it's not. To... This is the one of the least interesting games on on the whole bowl. Docket. I wouldn't find it least. I wouldn't go as far as to call it the least interesting. Maybe game. interesting is the wrong word. It's... But I, we just don't need to see this game yeah, again. Yeah, it's just I could be jazzed up to watch a different ga- game or team, you know, in this bowl. And then the weird thing to me is, how do you feel as a player? And this this speaks to any of the. There's three other bowls that day. Because this is yeah. the day of the national championship games. All eyes the, the are on the afternoon and yeah, yeah the semifinal so, game. So no one's going to be watching this game. Well, they're going to watch, but I guess I'm just saying everybody knows that's playing in those bowl games. You're, you're just an appetizer that right. you know people are getting to. Like if they got to work it's out, it's going to be in the background. Yeah, you're not actually going to be bad. paying attention. But let's get to the game. Actual motivation. I think Florida has a lot of motivation. I there. do too. They were four and seven last year. They're nine and three. They they're jazzed the way that Purdue is jazzed right now. I think. And there was a time this year where Florida did not look good, and true, it, it didn't look like. I mean, I would I never wouldn't guessed. go so far as to say that they weren't going to make a bowl, but it looked like a crappy six and yeah. six season. Yeah, I didn't see nine and three, and then they pulled it out. Right, and they get you know this is the first bowl game under the new coach obviously so to me when we're talking about the motivation i think it it heavily yeah. favors florida and they run the ball pretty well 210 rush yards a game i'm interested to see how they how well they do that against that michigan front yeah that's i'm going to be curious to look at that they only have 14 turnovers on the year six of those were in two games 
This, and that's this, something this is, that and that's something that Michigan's defense has yeah. has feasted on is the turnovers. So that'll be another interesting um, thing to Kron look at. Higdon out as we talked about. Yep. Captain America Chris Evans in um, Devin Bush also declaring, and he's not playing in the bowl game. That's right. That I forgot is, about that. That, that is a now. Huge what about Rashawn loss. Gary? Do you know where he, he's he is, standing? He is committed. He's, he's not playing. playing in the bowl game too. There he's, is. He's not. He is not playing in the bowl oh, game. Oh no, kidding. There's a ton. Boy, I love Michigan. Florida in this game. <laughs> I like Florida and yeah. the six, and I would actually, even with that being said, I'm not overly excited about either one of these offense lighting up the uh, scoreboard, so no. I would take the under 53.5. I would lean towards the under, but I love Florida in this game. Uh, 4-0, and Michigan is all-time against Florida. Haven't lost. Uh, they played each of the last two years, as we mentioned. First game ever, Lloyd Carr beat the Zucker. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. It was 2003, so 2002 season. Okay. Yeah, it was a bowl game. Yeah. I think it was uh, Outback, maybe? Sounds I don't remember what right. that was. Yeah. I think it was the Outback. Sounds about right. Maybe Capital yeah. One. All right. Next game up, we have got the Red Box Bowl. This is on Monday, December 31st. That would be better known as New Year's Eve, if you're paying attention. We've got the 7-5 and five Michigan State Spartans versus the 8-4 and four Oregon Ducks. This is a 2 o'clock p.m. game on Fox. Oregon favored by three. The over-under is 48. I remember being a little kid and just couldn't wait for the Red Box Bowl to come <laughs> <laughs> Dad, can we watch the Red Box Bowl? Sure, when's the, son. When's the Red Box Parade start? Uh, Michigan State is at a positive 0.08 yards Ooh. per play. Oh, just Yeah, they're riding the razor right there. Oregon is at a positive 0.64. Really? That's all, yeah. that's all Oregon's at? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, suddenly you give me that stat, and that makes me wonder why we are seeing Oregon only favored by three. Um, mm -hmm. I just cannot shake the feeling of how rancid Michigan State's <laughs> offense looked. That's a good word. I, that is the that is the and, most descriptive word I can give. And back to the motivation theme. Disappointing season for for Michigan State and a building year for Oregon. Right. Like they're yes. on the way up. Michigan State. Took a step back this year. Yes. I think there's a lot more motivation on the I Oregon side here. I do think there's more motivation on the Oregon side Did here. you know that Michigan State did not even allow 1,000 yards rushing on the year? The whole freaking year. That's under 1,000 yards rushing. Yeah. Wow. Um, LJ Scott's last game, there's a little motivation. D'Antonio does really well in bowl games. And he does. Recent past anyway. And, and I would say um, certainly the disappointment – Calling Michigan State's here a disappointment is fair. With that being said, it wasn't like the carpet got ripped out from underneath no. them right at the very end. I it's think a, I think it was yeah. a it was a slow stumble sure. into you know losing to Northwestern, uh, losing to Nebraska the second to last week of the year. I, I'm just saying like the Big Ten championship aspirations were gone from them somewhat early, so maybe yeah. they've had a little bit of time to recover. To, yeah, with I can see that, but I do agree. Uh, last year, if you can remember, Oregon looked awful in their bowl game. That was yeah. their first. Uh, their uh, Mario Cristobal was their coach. Um, completely different feel to it now. Big recruiting rankings coming they got, in. They, they must they, be feeling great, for right? That right they, now, they, this team feels better. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure why that that uh, spread was or the uh, spread was so low towards Oregon. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I really like Oregon to cover this. I know that they're. I, I know you pack game, a D. Really. I know you know in the bowl games, defensive matters. Don't get me wrong. I would not be shocked to see a 
ugly game go under and that Michigan State oh, wins. I, I, I'm not shocked by that. No, I wouldn't be shocked by that. But speaking of the under, I like the under in this game too. Let's give a let's give a couple. Right? Yeah, me and you. Yeah, I, I mean because no. you know Oregon has a really good run defense. It's too. not that bad. Yeah, yeah, and and Michigan State can't score on anybody, but no. they can't throw the ball to save their lives. This honestly feels like a a twenty to fourteen game to me. I see like a replay of the Rutgers Michigan State game. Wow, a little bit more higher scoring than that, but I, I just give... don't see a ton of points there. All right, instead of fourteen ten, I'll give you fourteen thirteen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, next up, we got, got something? Well, yeah, let's go with um, the overall record here. Michigan State, three wins, three losses against Oregon. Uh, they split a home-and-home home in, in 98 to 99. Oh, th- this is interesting. Okay, so they've had three home-and-homes all time, and they split all three of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, this is rubber match. This is it. This, yeah. is, this is, ends the series. This is the, the seventh game of the World Series right here. Whoever wins gets to keep the color green. The other team has to pick something different. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oregon is wearing some different color every freaking time, so I guess yeah, they've really toned down on that though. Yeah. But okay. those uniforms are hideous. The Ugh. new ones, yeesh. Yeah. All right. Next game up, also on Monday, December thirty first, the Holiday Bowl. The eight and five Northwestern Wildcats, Big Ten West champion Northwestern Wildcats versus the uh, nine and four Utah Utes. Um. This is a 6 o'clock p.m. game on FS1. Utah is favored by 7. The over-under is 46. What do you got? Okay, yards per play, Northwestern minus 0.86. Utah positive 1.14. Wow, not even close. So kind of interesting with this game. Both teams uh, in their conference championship, both yeah. game, both teams lost the conference championship. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I don't know. Good. I think both team would be happy that their their landing spot is versus another team that's kind of in the same boat like that. True, and the Holiday Bowl has always been one of my favorites. Oh Just, man, I've got a lot of good a lot of good memories from yeah. the Holiday Bowl. My brother played in a Holiday Did Bowl, he? so kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so Whittingham is great in bowl he games, is right? Unstoppable, but. Fitz is just great all the time. Right. I mean, so it's, it's kind almost of a wash, the, I think. When I thought about this bowl, you've got the um, uh, don't don't you dare doubt Northwestern. Yep. Every time you doubt Northwestern, Correct. they get you. On the other side of it, the aforementioned Kyle Winningham, yep. almost spotless bowl record. It's kind of a you know unstoppable force and movable object type of deal. So they had a couple injury problems at the end of the year. Quarterback Tyler Huntley, Huntley. he will be playing, it sounds like. And running back Zach Morris, I'm not sure if Moss. he's playing or not. I'm sorry, Zach Moss. Um, no word that I've heard whether he's playing or not. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything on that. Um, I know what I saw in the 12-pack championship, which was not much offense going yeah. on in that game. Um, so I, I mean, with the, I thought maybe this would actually be the lowest over under. So I like the under with this. Um, I just see a close game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Northwestern. Um, in the points. You have to go Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, why? For for many reasons, Fitzy is one. I mean, just I mean, we had that stat. I don't have it right now, but Northwestern as underdog. I mean, the take underdog him. covers in every Northwestern game, right? Does, and either both take both him. ways. Just take, take Northwestern the, under. the points, just blindly, or, or just take the uh, the dog. So yeah, I'm going Northwestern. Um, did you know? I just read this, didn't realize it. Northwestern was the lowest S&P ranked team to ever win their division. They wow. were 78th when they won the West. Okay. They they actually dropped down to 80 now. And Utah 13th in the country in defense. Yeah, they got not great too defense. shabby. There's a reason why they got that many wins. So I do like board. that under. 
All right, next game up, the Outback Bowl. This is on Tuesday, January 1st, New Year's Day. We got the 8 and 4 Iowa Hawkeyes versus the 8 and 4 Mississippi State Bulldogs. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on ESPN2. Mississippi State favored by 7, and this is the wow. lowest over under on the board at 43.5. No kidding. Wow. Okay, yards per play. This one shocked me. Mississippi State at a positive 2.18. Wow. Iowa positive .98. Not too shabby either. Yeah. Um, maybe that yards per play is where the big line started. Um, it, it started at four or five, depending on where you got it. It's it's steadily moved up to seven. Yeah. Does that surprise you as a, as a non-biased fan? Uh, boy, that it moved up. Yeah. Or that I, it's at seven, whatever. Well... I was a little surprised that Mississippi was fair. I thought I had them at five. So at seven, it's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting up there. I mean, um, basically we got two teams that are nearly mirror images to each both other. Both had good seasons. Well, both, both eight and four, both really, really good, good defenses. defenses, both. Okay. But not great offenses. Yeah. And, and by the way, Mississippi state's offense got better in the second half of the year. They have the number one scoring defense. Do you know that? Yeah. And number two total defense. They've got a phenomenal defense. Yeah, but um, Nick Fitzgerald, who looked awful early on in the last six games, 61 completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Really? He had a great second half. Towards the end of the year. Yeah. But by and large, another thing that both of these teams uh, uh, resemble with each other is whenever they played good teams, they, they didn't typically beat them. Right. And then they beat the not so good teams. That's I mean, true. that's pretty much how they both of these teams live. They didn't overwhelm too many teams, either one of them. Um, obviously, Noah Fant being out for Iowa right. probably scares a lot of people for and Iowa's offense. Don't you think Iowa has not played that well in recent memory in bowl games? They won last year, BC, but they you know recently lost to Tennessee pretty bad. They you got don't have embarrassed to by me, Stanford. Yeah. So um, maybe that plays into it a little bit. Yeah. I liked Mississippi State at five, but at seven, I think I'm going to lean. And go back Iowa. Really? Okay. I think so, yeah. Um I I feel like this this is the general thought by Iowa fans is that whenever Iowa comes into SEC country, the SEC teams are essentially like, oh, it's this Iowa team coming in. Right. I think they expect everybody to roll off the bus running a a five point eight, you know, <laughs> forty yard dash. Yep. Nobody's gonna have now it, it does bother me that um uh Noah Fant is not going to be playing in the game. Certainly, that's somebody that makes a difference. Um, I like Iowa in the points, and and to be honest with you, with the with the forty three point five, I know that's a low number, but I'll still take the under. I go under. I mean, I, I said on Twitter the second the matchup came up, I don't care what the over under is, take the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points on the board here. I don't think we've disagreed on anything yet, have we? Have we? I don't think so. Well, that's uh, not good. These two teams never played. Yep, first time ever. Yeah, but since we're talking about them, I'm going to take this opportunity to make fun of uh, Mississippi State fans a little bit. Uh, one SEC championship. Yeah. One time in their entire history, 1941. There was a little there was some quick dust-ups the day that the matchup got announced where Mississippi State fans were trying to big time Iowa fans and were like, <laughs> "Stay in your lane." Yeah, give me a break. And by the way, while you're in the lane, Take that annoying cowbell and stick it up your yeah. backside. Because, by the way, God, that's annoying. You're in Starkville. Jesus. Come on. Yeah. 
All right. Two more bowl games left. We've got the Citrus Bowl also on Tuesday, January 1st. This is the 9-3 Penn State Nittany Lions versus the 9-3 Kentucky Wildcats. This game is at noon on ABC. Penn State favored by a hefty 6.5 points. The over-under is 47.5. Wow, I had that oh, that uh, line at four, six and a half. It's moved quite a ways. Okay, uh, yards per play differential: Kentucky positive point four four, Penn State positive one point four nine. So we got the last hurrah for Trace McSorley. I mean, in a motivational situation, I, I feel like yeah. I, I, I would I would call this even. I think a lot of people are pointing it to to Kentucky. And yep. I get what they're saying because yeah. they never get in these bowls. They're kind of like Purdue is, right now, right? They're the this. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great yeah. comparison. This is probably the biggest bowl game that eighty five percent of Kentucky football fans have ever remembered their team playing in. Probably, yeah. So this is a big deal. Benny Snell is a very good running back, but one thing that I wonder that I just didn't see enough people getting credit to was just how much better. Penn State's defense got oh my lord as the year went on. I'm glad you mentioned that. Did you know they're 11th in the S and P rankings for defense right they, now? They, they they took leaps and bounds wow. on that side of the field, and they do not have to worry about a passing game. All they have to do is lock down and stop Benny Snell, and that's been the case all year for for anybody playing sure. Kentucky. But um, I think Penn State can do it. Yeah. Now I want to give Kentucky credit. You know, give Stoops credit for hanging in there, keeping his job, and getting Kentucky nine wins. Okay. With Absolutely. that being said, if Kentucky was a nine and three team playing in the Big Ten West or the Pac-12 South, I don't know. People would be making fun of this team relentlessly, nonstop, of it being a fraud of a of a team. Yeah, that's but probably because true. it's in the SEC. They get they propped get up, and but I see past it. I think you hit on all the points. I like Penn State to cover in this in this game, and I think this is going to wind up being over 47.5, too. I think Penn State's going to put some points on the board. Yeah, I don't know where to go on that total. I think I'd stay away from it. I did like Penn State at the minus four, but at 6.5, I'm going to lean Kentucky on that one. Okay. Yeah. You're just going opposite because you don't want to be the same with me on everything? Or? I'm just going oppo. Okay. Why not? All right. Wait, can we take another shot at the SEC? Penn State, two national championships. Kentucky, two SEC championships. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a difference. All right, so that brings us to the... Got to be the Big Ten game of the week, right? The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. This is, of course, on Tuesday, January 1st, New Year's Day. This is the 12-1 Ohio State Buckeyes versus the 10-3 Pac-12 champion, Washington Huskies. This is a 4 o'clock p.m. game. Should be on ABC, dang it, but it's on ESPN. Mm. Line is OSU by 6.5 points, over under Mm. 57. Okay, yards per play, Washington sitting at a hefty 1.49. Pretty impressive. Ohio State, positive 0.86. Okay. Um, Urban Meyer swan song. It is, isn't it? That's Um, a motivator completely reading between the lines here but the interview that i saw by urban meyer i think it was actually it was on big 10 network it was the day before he announced his retirement okay and i remember he was just elated that they were playing in the rose bowl okay i even read into it like he seems like he's almost happy that he's not doesn't have to bother with that stupid playoff i'm dead serious i know 
I, that no, is what I, I read, I and I should have made a bigger deal on it in Twitter because I remember it's probably just a relief. Like he and, and knew he, he was, and he knew he was retiring yeah. the next day. He's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to worry about that. Crap. And I get to go out, and he's never, he's never all these bowl games. Yeah, he's, he has been right. to all these BCS level bowl games. All the he's never played in the Rose Bowl. Right? Never yeah. coached and done this in the. Rose I think they bowl. have plenty of of motivation. I think there is a ton. Yeah. Um, I think um, uh, Haskins is still ticked off about the Heisman treatment. You yeah, I would imagine, right? That didn't rub off on him. So Washington has really good defensive backs. Phenomenal defensive yeah. backs. If you want to look at some amazing uh, passing defensive statistics, mm-hmm. go look at I mean, this is, as far as wide receivers, vertical passing game, defensive backs that are ball-hocking defensive yep. backs, this is the top of the top, strength yeah. versus strength. This is It'll be a fun cool Rose Bowl. Right. Or, you are excited to watch this game. No, I'm excited to watch okay, this game. Okay. Yeah. Even curmudgeon bull. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have the cachet up. that it used to have. I understand but. that, but it's still going to have, but it'll feel like a Rose Bowl. Ohio it will State, feel like Washington. A, yeah. That's, that's phenomenal. Right. So Washington, they, their offense really Eek. sputtered at, yeah. especially at the end of the what year. What happened to Jake Browning? Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking over the last three years. I know. That guy was the, that guy was the cat's pajamas three years ago. Was man. his, Sophomore year where he peaked, or was yeah. that his freshman so, year? Sophomore. sophomore, yeah, and he's just declined ever since then. I, I feel like he's even gotten pulled a couple times this year. It's kind of sad, right? It's, yeah, you seems like it. a good guy. Kind of want to root for him a little bit, but it does not look good. Uh, Miles Gaskin, running back, very talented. You yep. give that guy a gap. I would fully expect him to bust off a run or two. Oh yeah, because he's going to get his State's yards. Obviously shown. That they they have a hard time defending the run, or at least to a certain degree, stopping big running plays from happening. So I would yep. think that's where some points would come on the board from Washington. Now, did you know that this is Washington's first Rose Bowl since two thousand one? Interesting. Yeah, I mean they had some dark years there. Yeah, they did. That's uh, true. I'm just looking at just total offense. These aren't S and P. This is just you mm-hmm. know yards just per yards, game. Yep. Um, big big big. Uh, gaps between the two total defense uh, uh ohio state gives up 400 400 yards a game mm-hmm. washington 300 so a 100 yard wow. difference in in total defense total offense washington 412 yards a mm-hmm. game ohio state 548 wow so you got 130 uh some uh, yards difference there okay. i don't know i i just feel like typically speaking if th- Defense travels. You need defense to win bowl games and yep. championships, so I get that. There is times, though, when an offense is so good oh. and they're clicking along at such a, a rate. I think that's where Ohio State's at right now. I I just feel like Washington is going to run into a passing buzzsaw that they're just not quite ready so for. So remember it. when I said that Nick Fitzgerald had a great second half because he had 11 touchdowns? Dwayne Haskins has done that in the last two games. Correct. <laughs> Wow. And then I hate to be the talent recruiting guy across the the, the, the page, but uh, Chris Peterson's doing a lot better job getting talent yep. into Washington. Don't get me wrong, but oh, the there's talent, a talent disparity. There's, there's a talent disparity. Absolutely. For uh, Ohio State. So not quite as convinced for the over under, but I'll take uh, Ohio State to cover the six and a half, and I feel good about it. I'm going to take Ohio State to cover the six and a half, and I. Ah, that the total's tough. I guess I'd stay away from the total. I don't have, don't feel strongly the way there. Ohio State leads the overall series eight games to three. Eight games to three. Played yeah. eleven games. Eleven games. Yeah. Okay. So that gets us through the Big Ten slate really quickly. The two biggest spreads in all the bowls, which is insane. I think I believe it's two out of the top three. 
Alabama is a 14 point favorite. Well, well, we'll start with the first game. I'll, let me let me backtrack that just a little bit. Clemson is a 13 point favorite over Notre Dame. What do you think? Clemson's a 13 and a half point favorite over Notre Dame. Yeesh. Boy. I'll, I'll, I'm taking Clemson. I would take Clemson to cover that. I don't know where to go there. I would. I don't have a strong lean, but I guess, I guess I if forced, I would go Clemson. Um, I think it's going to be odd to be a Fighting Irish fan that day. And I got where nothing. are they playing again? Which game is that? Oh man, I didn't even write that down. Here, I keep talking. I can look it up real quick. All right. So Clemson, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of talent. Um, yeah. Okay. This is the Cotton Bowl. Oh, Cotton Bowl. Okay. Hmm. Notre Dame's got some history there. I don't know. I think I'm going to go Notre Dame You're there. You're going to take the points? Yeah. Yeah. I I think Clemson has been playing out of their socks for the past six weeks of the season. And, I mean, people went into the ACC championship thinking they were going to get a little bit of a run by that tough-as-nails pit team, and they I yeah. mean, they just outclassed them. Well, so the closest thing that Clemson has played, I'm sorry, Notre Dame has played is Michigan, but that was the first game of the year when yeah. they weren't quite Michigan yet. Right. I think they're they're probably going to get punched in the mouth, and hopefully it, it, Clemson doesn't just run away with it. Yeah. Now, the one thing I would say is I heard a coach that played, I, I think it was uh, Dino Babers, because he's played both Notre Dame and Clemson okay. this year, and the one thing that he pointed out that was really interesting, he said, hey, listen, Ian Book is better than you think what he looks like on film and what he does in the game are two different things. I so, watched him one time. I was very impressed. If the game is won or kept close by Notre Dame, Ian book is going to have to play out of his cleats. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then the last game on that day or for the uh, semifinals, Alabama 14 point favorite over Kyler Murray and Oklahoma. I just, it's a really big spread. I just, I think I'm going to go Oklahoma on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if this is just – I've just had a gut feeling from the get-go. I think maybe some of it just comes from Alabama's history of not being able to do real well versus these types of quarterbacks, which, by the way, nobody yeah. does well versus these New. types of quarterbacks. <laughs> so it's not like it's just drained right. to, to Nick Saban. Um, again, not that I'm an anti-Oklahoma guy, but I am definitely going to be cheering for the Sooners. I think oh, yeah, pretty I'm much everybody outside of the S or the SEC footprint will be cheering for Oklahoma. And I want to make it clear, I have nothing against Alabama. I don't dislike them. I'm just tired of seeing the same team. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I will give Alabama credit in the fact that I love that they just stick to their two uniforms. You never see anything oh, going awesome. stupid like that, and I love their uniforms. I love their uniform. I love like that crisp stripe on the pants. Sure. It's so cool. Numbers on the helmet, man. No, you yeah. can't beat that. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just sick of it. I just got yeah, Bama just, fatigue. That's it, all there is yeah, to it. Fatigue. There you go. And That's it would just be. It would just. It would be cool. It would be cool seeing Oklahoma Notre Dame playing the national championship. It would be awesome. I would e- love even, that. Even Oklahoma Clemson, because you would know at that point that um, uh, Oklahoma's gone through Bama, so it's anybody's game when they play Clemson that next. True. That's a good point. Um, this will be probably the second time in my life that I've cheered for Notre Dame. Okay. The last time was when they played the the Crab Steeler, um, Winston. Jameis Winston. Okay. Okay. I just yeah. I I, had, I was so yeah. fed up with them. I, the, I I cheered for Notre Dame last year when they played Georgia. Oh that, yeah. I guess I probably certain, did too because I already knew that that would right, maybe my third time cheering. Yeah. For them. It just doesn't happen very often, obviously. No. But it is obviously anytime you have Kyler Murray in a football contest, you have a chance to win that game. It's that guy be... is in. That guy's incredible. I mean, yeah. he's he was a blast to watch this well, year. It's going to be but cool. the defense, but the Oklahoma defense. Right. Well, it's just it's atrocious. I yeah. mean, it's it's Illinois bad. It's 
statistically speaking. I mean, they're in that neighborhood anyway. When, when Kansas is moving the ball on you like you're running a seven-on-seven seven passing drill, right. and now you got to go against uh, a historically good Alabama offense. Now, the one thing that is very interesting about this is – Everybody's just assuming assuming that Tua Tungabiola is just going to be and that's so he a had high surgery, ankle sprain, right? He's not going to be one hundred percent. If there's that just no is way. the case, and they can just focus down on a less you know movable quarterback or a Jalen Hurts offense, hey, uh, yeah, maybe get, if you can give the Oklahoma defense. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna stop one thing here. We're gonna focus on trying to stop the run. It's not yeah. like Oklahoma doesn't have any guys on their defense yeah. that can. I don't know. That's they, the interesting thing. They've yeah. recruited well on the defensive side. They're just pretty not well. Not, not, well. not comparatively their offense. But, well, yeah, that may be true. But yeah. I'm. It's gonna be fun just watching yeah, Murray are, against that defense. It's just so awesome that these are the four teams that you don't have two stupid SEC teams in there when you don't yeah. have a, when you have a freaking two lost Georgia team that shouldn't even have been in the freaking conversation to begin yeah. with. So very happy with how this is gonna turn yeah. out. And if by the way it winds up being alabama versus clemson part seven so be it at yeah. that point but saves me four hours of my life <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of looking at yeah. it all right well i think that'll wrap it up that's everything man. okay hey uh this is jeffrey the greek and this is big kurt and this is eyes on big Cut podcast thank you very much for joining us bye